This is Getting to Know Your Bible, a program dedicated to the proclaiming of the good news of Jesus Christ. Here's Billy Lambert. It is a pleasure to be with you today on Getting to Know Your Bible. We do appreciate those of you that are watching today, and I hope that you'll continue to watch for the next few minutes as we discuss this Bible topic, Declaring What God Has Done. Declaring what God has done. I hope that you'll stay tuned. Now, for the benefit of those who may be watching today for the very first time, we want to mention the free Bible correspondence course that we offer, and may I emphasize that it is free. We want you to have the opportunity to learn more about the Bible course and learn how to receive this course. So let's pause for just a moment. To help you in your study of the Bible, we want to send you this Bible Correspondence course. This course is non-denominational. It's based on the Bible. It's conducted by mail, and it's free. To receive this course, write to Getting to Know Your Bible, Post Office Box 314, Somerdale, Alabama, 36580, or call toll-free 1-877-711-5211. like to read now from Psalms chapter 66 and verse 16. Come and hear all you who fear God, and I will declare what he has done for my soul. If something great is done for you, something that is of great personal benefit to you, then you would likely be very anxious to tell other people about it. An illustration of that is over in Luke the 8th chapter where a man by the name of Legion who had many demons in him had Jesus to cast those demons out and they were put into swine. And then the word began to spread about this man. For example, in Acts 8.36, the scripture says, they also who had seen it and told them by what means he had been demon-possessed was healed. And the whole multitude of the surrounding region of the Gadarenes asked him to depart from them, for they were seized with great fear, and he got into the boat and returned. Now the man from whom the demons had departed begged him that he might be with him, but Jesus sent him away, saying, and this is what Jesus said to him, Return to your own house and tell them what great things God has done for you. We ought to be willing to tell other people what God has done for us. David had trusted, had tasted, and David had tested the Word of God, and David wanted to tell other people about it. Notice the text again, I come and hear all you who fear God, and I will declare what he has done for my soul. Now, of course, if God hasn't done anything, we don't have anything to declare. But can you declare what God has done for you? 
For instance, can you declare in light of Scripture what God has done for you? We ought to be able to show by the Bible those things that God has done for us because we have complied with it. The Bible says we're to prove all things, 1 Thessalonians 5, 21. 1 Peter 3, 15 says, But sanctify the Lord God in your hearts, and be ready always to give an answer to every man that, that asketh you a reason of the hope that is in you with meekness and with fear. Now plainly put, that passage is saying that we ought to be able to tell other people why we believe what we believe, why we practice what we practice in the realm of religion. We ought to be able to prove or declare what God has done by the Word of God. For example, we ought to be able to declare by the Word of God the doctrine that we embrace. 2 John 9 says, And whosoever goeth onward and abideth not in the doctrine of Christ hath not God. He that abideth in the doctrine of Christ, he hath both the Father and the Son. 1 Peter 4 and 11 says that if any man speak, let him speak as the oracles of God. It is a fearful thing when you learn of an individual who is adding to the Bible, or you find someone who is taking away from the things that are written in the Word of God. I want to call your attention to a passage in the book of Revelation, in the 22nd chapter of the Revelation, verses 18 and 19. Listen to these passages. For I testify to everyone who hears the words of the prophecy of this book, if anyone adds to these things, God will add to him the plagues that are written in this book. And if anyone takes away from the words of the book of this prophecy, God shall take away his part from the book of life and from the holy city and from the things which are written in this book. An individual should not add to the Bible. They should not take away from the Bible. It is a serious thing. We ought to be able to declare by the Bible that which we do religiously and the doctrine that we embrace. Can we declare by the Bible how we were saved or what we were taught to do to be saved? The way that we worship is something we should be able to declare in light of the Scriptures. We need to stay with the Bible. And that means we ought to study the Bible. Study to show thyself approved unto God. 2 Timothy 2.15 are you studying the Bible? Can you declare what God has done for you in light of the Scriptures? Then can you declare what God has done for you by the way you live your life every day? When people see you, what do they think? What do they think about your relationship with Jesus? In Acts chapter 4 and verse 13, we read about some disciples of the Lord. And this is an observation made about them. They took knowledge of them that they had been with Jesus. When people take knowledge of you, that is, they see you, they see the way you live, they see the way you talk, they see the way you dress, they see the way you act, they see your, the way that you treat people, 
the way that you treat your family, the way that you uh, are in the community, the way that you are on the job, can they tell by the way you live that you have been with Jesus? The Apostle Paul in Philippians 1.27 wrote this, Only let your manner of life, that is your conduct, be as it becomes the gospel. In other words, people ought to be able to see the way I live, the way that I conduct myself. They ought to be able to see my attitude, my habits, my general deportment, and they ought to be able to tell there's something different about me. You see, by our fruits, we're going to be known. Matthew chapter 7 and verse 20 makes plain. You see, the life I live shows the impact that the Lord has had on my life. And if he's not impacted my life, now he wants to impact it, but if I've lived such a life that I refuse to be impacted by the gospel, then that's going to show in the way that I live. There ought to be a change in my life if I am allowing God to direct my life. There's a change. Well, when a person obeys the gospel by believing in Christ and by repenting of their sins, confessing faith in Christ, by being baptized into Christ, they become a new creature. And as a result of being a new creature, there is a change that takes place. 2 Corinthians 5 and verse 17 says, Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. So can I declare what God has done for me by the change that has taken place in my life? Do I show it by the way that I act toward God? Do you really love the Lord? Oh, yes, Brother Lambert, I love the Lord. Well, you see, we show how much we love the Lord by the way we treat things that you would normally associate with God. And if I treat the things that you would normally associate with God with reverence, respect, if I love those things, then that shows something about my, the, the way I feel about God. If I treat, for example, worship, with such respect that I would never ever want to willfully, negligently miss an opportunity to worship the Lord. That shows you how I really feel about God. And if I have a desire to see that the gospel be preached to the whole world, that again shows something about how I feel about God. If I have a desire to assemble with the saints on the Lord's day and gather around the Lord's table to partake of the Lord's Supper in remembrance of Christ, Luke twenty two nineteen, that shows something about the way I feel about God. You see, I can tell how you feel toward God by the way you act toward God then we can also show whether or not there's been a change in my life by the way I talk, 
Some people use language that well, I don't want to repeat on this telecast. I don't want to repeat it all. But they use language that is less than, less than Christian. Jesus said every idle word that men shall speak, that they shall give an account thereof in the day of judgment. For, for by your words you'll be justified. By your words you're going to be condemned. That's found in Matthew chapter 12, verses 36 and, and 37. So, so I can declare what God has done for me by the way I live, and the way I live is, is, is illustrated to a great extent by the things that I, that I talk about, the way that I talk. My attitude also shows what God has done for me, and I need to have a good attitude. Some people need to have a checkup from the neck up. That is, they need to have a checkup on their attitude. Now, I remember being in a gospel meeting in the state of Mississippi and just across the street from the church building. There was a, was a bar. I don't know why they would allow a bar to be that close to the church building. Maybe they didn't have any ordinances against it. But I'll never forget what they had as a sign in front of that bar. It said, Attitude Adjustment from 2 to 4 p.m. I think I knew what they meant by that. That was their so-called happy hour during that time. But they called it Attitude Adjustment. I know many people who need an Attitude Adjustment. Maybe not at that type of establishment, but they need an Attitude Adjustment by coming to Christ, and He can help to change and to mold their attitudes. Some people do not have a very good attitude, and we need to have the attitude, the mind of our Lord Jesus Christ. Have this mind in you, which was also in Christ. If any man have not the Spirit of Christ, he is none of his, Romans 8, verse 9. So we need to have the attitude of the Lord Jesus Christ, the mind of Christ. Can you declare what God has done for you, not only in light of the Scriptures, by the way you live, by your attitude? And may I also say this, you show what God has done for you by the way you dress yourself. Some people do not wear enough clothing in the summertime to wad a pop gun. I believe Christian people are to dress differently. We are to dress with modesty. I know we are. And the way we dress says an awful lot about what we have on the inside. You see, we need to declare what God has done for us. And not only has done, but is doing in our lives presently. But can you declare what God has done for you by the way that you support His cause? Paul couldn't keep quiet about it. In 2 Corinthians chapter 4 and verse 13, Paul said, I believe, therefore I speak. He just couldn't keep quiet. 
And if the Lord really means something to us, we're not going to be able to keep quiet. We're, we're going to be willing to support the Lord's work by the things that we say about it. We'll be willing to support it with our time, with our, our, our uh, abilities that we have. I, I know of people who have so much ability so much ability to do so many different things and great things, but they're wasting that ability because they never use it for the cause of the Lord. Can you show, can you declare what God has done for you by, by the way that you support His cause? Come and hear all ye that fear the Lord. And I'll declare what is done for my soul. But then can you declare what God will do with you? Can, can you declare what he's going to do with you when death comes? No, the Bible says in Psalms 116 and verse 15, Precious in the sight of the Lord is the death of his saints. And the death of a saint may be precious in the sight of the Lord for many reasons. I think one basic reason is because a child is coming home. But it's precious to the saint because it's the end of a life filled with heartache in this old world. Paul said, Philippians 1.21, For me to live is Christ and to die is gain. David said, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Can you declare right now that when death comes, that you know that the Lord will be with you? He wants to be, and there is no need for you to walk through that valley of the shadow of death alone. But you need to be walking with him today. You need to be his child today. And I'd urge you to become a Christian today. Become a believer in the Lord Jesus Christ. John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his own begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. We must be believers. But not only must we believe in Him, we must repent of our sins, Luke 13 and 3. I tell you, neighbor, except you repent, you shall all likewise perish. And we must be willing to confess our faith in Him. Like the man in Acts the 8th chapter, Philip was preaching to this man. He was preaching Jesus to him. And the man asked why he couldn't be baptized, and he was told, you can if you believe. And this was the man's confession found in Acts the 8th chapter, verse 37. I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. The man did not confess that I believe that Christ, for, for God's sake, has pardoned my sins. He said, I believe Jesus Christ is the Son of God. He, he did not believe he was already saved. He believed that he needed to be saved. And so the man was then baptized in order that he might be saved. For Jesus had said, He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. Now can you declare what God has done for your soul? 
right now. Jesus Christ is your Savior, and He wants to save you now. Can you declare what God will do with you and do for you when your world caves in? I'm speaking to people now who are going through some hard times. Maybe you lost your job over the weekend. Maybe you have bills that are piled up. You don't know what to do with them all. Maybe you have children that are breaking your heart. You see, there are lots of things that can cause your world to just sort of cave in on top of you. But I know this. I know what God can do when, when that happens. According to Romans 8 and verse 28, all things work together for good to them that love the Lord, to them that are the called according to His purpose. I know that. I know Matthew 6 and 33 is true. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all of these things shall be added unto you. I know that 1 Peter 5 and 7 is true, casting all of your care on Him, for He cares for you. My friend, I know what God can do for you if you will just allow it, if you will let Him. He wants to be your daily companion. He has promised, I will never leave you and I will never forsake you. Can we declare what God will do in our lives today? Can you declare what He's going to do with you in the final judgment? There's going to be one. Hebrews 9 and verse 27 says, It's appointed unto a man once to die, and then comes the judgment. The judgment is just as certain as death. And it is certain that all men will die. That is, unless, of course, we're living when Christ comes. But it is certain, as a rule, that all men will die. And it's just that certain that we're going to be in the judgment. Now, can you declare today, can you tell me today, what God is going to do with you in that judgment? Well, we can only know what He's going to do with people by studying this book and reading this book. For example, we can know that he's going to separate people on that day. In Matthew chapter 25 and verse 31, the Bible says, When the Son of Man shall come in his glory, in all of his holy angels with him, then shall he sit upon the throne of his glory, and before him shall be gathered all nations, and he shall separate them as a shepherd divides the sheep from the goats, and he shall set the sheep on the right hand and the goats on the left. Now I know, I can know by studying the Bible what he's going to do on that day. He's going to separate people. He's going to separate the good from the bad, the sheep from the goats, the righteous from the unrighteous, the saved from the unsaved. He's going to separate those faithful, dedicated church members from those who played games with God. That's what he's going to do on that day. And he's going to separate right down through the families of earth. There'll be a line drawn and there'll be a great separation on that day. Now I'm going to ask you this question. Where will you be? The way that you're presently living your life, where will you be on that day? Can you declare right now by the way you're living your life, what He's going to do with you. Now to some people, the Lord will say, 
Come, you blessed of my Father. Inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. And that's what the Lord will say to those who served him faithfully, who obeyed the gospel of Christ by believing and repenting and confessing faith in Christ, by being baptized, by living faithful, dedicated lives. That's what he's going to say to them on that day. But then to some he will say, Depart from me. Depart from me. Those are some of the most horrific words that anyone could ever imagine that he would hear. Depart from me. That's found in Matthew, Matthew chapter 25 and verse 41. But that's what he's going to say to people who cared nothing for him. That's what he's going to say to people who mocked him. That's what he's going to say to people who rejected him. That's, going to, that's what he's going to say to people who were lukewarm with him. That's what he's going to say to those who did not obey him. Our responsibility in this world is not to live as we want to live. Our duty is very simple. It's summed up by Solomon in the 12th chapter of Ecclesiastes like this. This is in verse 13. Fear God and keep His commandments for this is the whole duty of man. Our whole responsibility is to do what God says, to obey God. And we do that out of a love for God. This is the love of God that we keep His commandments and His commandments are not grievous. 1 John 5, verse 3. Listen to David again. Come and hear all ye that fear the Lord. And I will declare what he's done for my soul. What has he done for your soul? He wants to save it. Will you allow him? Will you allow him to save your soul? May I encourage you if you believe in Jesus and willing to repent of your sins, to allow some servant of God to baptize you into Christ. May I therefore give you a personal invitation to visit the Church of Christ in your community. There you will find someone who will be willing and eager to baptize you for the remission of your sins. I want to thank you for watching today. And right now before we close, may I urge you to call for the free Bible course. Until we meet again, may the Lord bless you, keep you, is my prayer. Getting to Know Your Bible has been presented by Churches of Christ. If you have a question about the church, or if you would like the location of a Church of Christ near you, or to receive the free Bible course, write to Getting to Know Your Bible, Post Office Box 314, Somerdale, Alabama 36580, or call 1-877-711-7800. 
5214. Join us next time for Getting to Know Your Bibles.